You know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones? All of them. This is Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mike. How are you doing, Mike? Uh, not too bad. And yourself? Good. We've had a good uh, week here at Massive Late Fee. Mike, I have you seen some of the... There's some crazy news stories out there in the world of, of entertainment. No, I haven't really been paying attention. There's uh, Daisy Ridley, apparently talking about the Star Wars movie. I know how much you like that. And... I think I heard about this. Did you say she was like originally supposed to be like uh I don't I don't remember actually. Ben uh, Kenobi's daughter or granddaughter yeah, or like, something like that. Yeah. yeah, it was like it was uh you know, they talked about Kenobi, they talked about her being nobody, then she was Palpatine's granddaughter and it it sounds like they were just, you know, whatever on the day they were like, "Okay, we'll, we'll go with this one." Right. Uh, the other thing out there, too, is the Mulan live-action live release on Disney+. Plus. Apparently, uh, it's getting some heat because its star posted some some support for the Hong Kong police, which apparently are brutalizing. Oh, I thought it was the opposite. I thought she was uh, with mainland China. No, I think she's... Yeah, I think she's... She's supporting the Hong Kong police and stuff, and so they're. Oh, yeah, I guess they would. Be, yeah, you're right. I'm an idiot. So they're <laughs> far from that, but stupid. They, uh, yeah, apparently they're, um, and also they filmed in some place that uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what the how the story went. They thanked, uh, they thanked a uh, a place where they filmed, and. It um, it was like some sort of I don't know, like some ground that was I don't know. <laughs> there was something about it. I don't remember exactly what now, but there was some some controversy was about something it. About China. <laughs> that this is the second time that Disney has made Mulan trying to appeal to Chinese audiences, and it's uh, completely Why not? failed. It's a huge audience. No, I know, but it's completely failed both times. Yeah, but I mean, like, uh, I mean, anybody who is uh, surprised that Disney would, you know, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I suppose it's controversial, but I mean, you could support whoever you'd like. I mean, I don't care mm -hmm. if somebody like if I mean, I don't care about somebody's politics if I like their, you know, art. like Norm Macdonald is probably way more conservative than I am on the wrong things. And I, I still like them. I just don't, you know, explore that aspect of them. But I mean, yeah. I, I mean, a person in China, there's probably a greater chance that they would support the Hong Kong police than not just by sheer numbers alone. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too, is like, I don't I don't know a ton about their conflict over there. necessarily. we have we have enough shit going on over here to try to keep track of. And so I don't I have no real opinion on I'm not knowledgeable enough to be like, you know, hey, she should not say this or. Or she should say this or whatever. So, and it's not a movie I care about, so it's not anything that really affects me. I just know that in China, the phrase "tanks at the box office" has an entirely different meaning than yeah, over here. Absolutely. <laughs> Apparently, uh, the okay. So, let's see. Inhumane treatment of uh, 
the area where they in the area where they filmed, I guess, possibly forced sterilizations, starvation, beatings, and uh, the the spoke. You're going to like the intro of uh, the uh, Papa Roach song, real quick. Yeah, exactly. Sterilizations, starvations. <laughs> Disney's CFO Christine McCarthy. Uh, She addressed the controversy at the Bank of America Virtual 2020 Media Communications and Entertainment Conference. As one does. Didn't uh, didn't Abraham Lincoln, uh, wasn't the Emancipation Proclamation at a Bank of America uh, virtual (laughs) meeting conference? I actually think it was Comerica, but (laughs) very similar, yes. Very good. (laughs) Log cabin credit union? Right, exactly. There you go. If you were born a log cabin, you could belong to this credit union. FDR's Fireside Chats brought to you by McDonald's. <laughs> we just opened this restaurant, but we ha- we imagine it'll be very successful in the future. Yep. <laughs> uh, she says, I'm not a box office prognosticator. You're a CFO. You should, you should have some idea of how... Kind of your job description. <laughs> but it has generated a lot of... Yeah, I guess maybe. I don't know. She said, but it has generated a lot of publicity. She said, per the outlet, let me just put something into context. The real facts are that Mulan was primarily shot almost in its entirety in New Zealand in an effort to accurately depict some of the unique landscapes and geography of the country of China for this period drama. We filmed scenery in 20 different locations in China. It's common knowledge that in order to film in China, you have to be granted permission. That permission comes from the central government. She's also stated that it's standard industry practice to acknowledge in a film's credit the uh, national and local governments that allowed you to film there. So in our credits, it recognized both China and locations in New Zealand. I would just leave it at that, but it has generated a lot of issues for us. <laughs> How sad. How sad for, uh, for, <laughs> for Disney, multi-billion dollar corporation. It's, it's generated some sadness for them. Aren't they also charging like on top of having Disney Plus like another twenty dollars to buy this? Yeah, I think it's I think it's thirty dollars, but it's going to come out for free on Disney Plus in in November. Oh, get out of here! Yeah, I, I don't think I've uh, I've never even seen Mulan, so I, me either. It's not for. I haven't seen the animated one, and I haven't seen the live action one because fuck that. From what I've heard, and this will be our short little review of live action Mulan. From what I've heard, it's uh, it's exactly like the original, but they took all the fun parts out. Well, that's good. Yeah, sounds sounds like a uh, solid move. I what, one thing I didn't realize before all this came up is that it's actually based on a real Chinese legend. Oh, that's not a huge shock because Disney just like steals shit, like you know, mm-hmm. uh, without having. To- their own concept yeah it's so very to it. you know like snow white they just add these dwarves and suddenly they can copyright them or trademark them or whatever yeah it's very ironic that uh disney made its fortune on the things in the public domain <laughs> yet they haven't allowed any of their intellectual property to enter the public domain they've actively changed or lobbied to change copyright laws so that their stuff doesn't go in the, the public domain very nice Disney. Classic Disney. Because Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and all that stuff should be in the public domain now. Anybody should be able yeah. to make whatever, you know, uh, 
uh, Mickey Mouse fucking Daisy Duck cartoon that they want. <laughs> I can't even immediately go to that one. As God always intended. <laughs> anyway, so uh, speaking of God's intentions, uh, this this week on the IMDb game, Mike, I was going to do a movie that I I was pretty sure that you had seen, but I was pretty sure you hated, and it was it was Cabin in the Woods. And then, oh yeah, yeah, I don't remember the movie that well, but I did not like it. And then as I and then as I pulled it up, I was like, I think we've done this one before. We so, may have, yeah. So I went with something else. Very good. It's um, Cabin Fever, actually. I'm not a huge fan of that movie. I mean, it's not bad, but it's like it's 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 okay, you know. It's one of those like I think Eli, Eli Roth, right? Was good. At- yeah, yeah, it's it's nowhere near as good as the hype was for it. Like, exactly, it's like the most original movie since uh, Evil Dead. Yeah, exactly. This is gonna scare the fuck out of you. We're punk rock. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, for the actual film I'm doing under sex and nudity, uh, one of the the main characters asks, "Did your balls drop off?" <laughs> Well, I don't know why that's under sex and nudity, but whatever. Uh, a Russian. Did I see you in the background? <laughs> yeah, that was me. Uh, that was me I- inceptioning myself. That was weird. That was me hitting the wrong button. Uh, a Russian woman wearing a bikini invites uh, one of the characters to spread suntan lotion on her, to which he reluctantly agrees. Huh. That's interesting. Hmm. See, it's weird about Russian women is uh, usually uh, they're they're not that uh, amazing to see in a bikini if you catch a drift. Yeah. But you got small tits, Mark, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, my God. Like Starlight from uh, The Boys. Exactly. Um, hmm. Spoilers for correct. The Boys. Oh, that she has small breasts. Yes, that's no spoiler. That's <laughs> just having a pair of eyeballs. <laughs> they don't show. They don't call that show the girls. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I'm going to guess Goldeneye with mm. Pierce Brosnan as Pierce Brosnan. That's a very good guess, but no. Uh, a man at a bar hears someone enter and thinks it's his bartender friend returning from the bathroom. Uh, moments after entering, he says, "What do you need? Someone to shake it for you?" Uh, is this Goodfellas? No. Uh, one of the female characters. I I can't. This this would be so much funnier of a sentence if I could read the names, but because it's just going to be not because that makes it funnier, but just because it's going to be clunkier read this way, but. The first person's a female character. The second person's a male character. Blank kisses blank in detail. <laughs> what does that mean? Kisses someone in detail. Oh, man, this Russian thing is really throwing me off here. Um, Is it die another day? No. Nobody died every single day. Right. It's uh, no time to die. The new one. Uh, at a fundraising party, a man runs into runs in on two half dressed guests 
No nudity. Sex is implied, but not seen. Is this Wedding Crashers? No. I've never seen that, because if it is, I'd have no idea. Let's go with, with profanity. The words ass, hell, damn, goddamn, balls, son of a bitch, and oh my god can be heard in the dialogue. That's a good place for them to be, to be heard. Uh, no, just in, just, in, just in Morgan Freeman's narration of the movie. Just for sound effects, instead of like a tire school, you're like, fuck! Every time somebody gets, gets punched, it says, damn, damn, damn. Shit, shit. <laughs> uh, a few barely audible uses of shit, three uses of the word bitch, two uses of damn, four to five uses of the word hell, one use of goddamn, and two to three uses of the word ass. You said uh, he said the bitch one, like Casey Kasem, what use of the word bitch? <laughs> <laughs> it's a long-distance dedication. Kyle says to Brandy, die, bitch. <laughs> now here's Rick Astley. Oh. <laughs> Never gonna give you up. Oh, all right. Exit wounds is my guess. Exit wounds. Um, interesting, but no. I've never seen that either. Let's see. Let's go with drugs, alcohol, drugs, alcohol, and smoking, or alcohol, drugs, and smoking, as it says here. There is a scene where a man is about to drink, but is interrupted. <laughs> Almost uh, alcohol. Autofocus? No. Uh, a man quickly drinks two shots of whiskey. Uh, I'm going to read this one. A drug dealer is displeased with the man who supplies his trade. The drugs are indicated to have been laced with a hallucinogenic, and a man is shown suffering from intense hallucinations and calling out in terror on the floor. We see nothing but him thrashing, and the drugs themselves are not shown, only mentioned. Huh. Is this Pineapple Express? No. All right. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Let's go with violence and gore. This is where I think it might give it away. Uh, there are extreme, pervasive, and frightening moments of menace and threats, primarily by the main antagonist, who wears, who wears, uh, I can't tell you that, wears something to scare people and to hide the graphic scars on his cheeks. Huh. Is this uh, Street Fighter, the movie? No. Uh, it is implied that a man is burned to death on a pile of money. Is it, Oh, is this the Joker movie or um, the Dark Knight? Correct. It is the Dark Knight. I don't remember the hallucinogen thing. I think that's... Is the Scarecrow still in the Dark Knight? I think he is. Briefly, yeah, that must be it. Huh? I think it's the Scarecrow scene because he likes to do that shit. Very good. Uh. The, the Dark Knight. I... Uh, <laughs> There's so many times that it just says the Joker, the main antagonist of the Joker who wears horrific clown makeup to scare people. It's like, yeah, okay. Can't read that. Don't these people know we're playing a game? Oh, shit. All right, this one, I, I've never seen it, but I know for a fact you've seen this movie. Okay. Um, Police Academy 4. No. Okay. Um, so it's, uh, so it's, uh, it's probably be fast because I think there's like five clues. Oh, all right. 
Billy Matt. Oh shit! Never mind. Hold on. Billy Madison. Billy Madison. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the purity of Billy Madison, <laughs> but it's more serious. <laughs> They, every parody of an Adam Sandler movie is just a very serious take on something. <laughs> this man, uh, this man needed all the uh, this these bribery, this bribery to graduate from from elementary school. Even he goes back and he's like, "This man is severely mentally handicapped." <laughs> it's just about his struggle. <laughs> Billy Medicine. He needs to take his medicine. Not the end. Or, it's, uh, the, or it's the sequel to Medicine Man, but they've gone with a comedy. <laughs> Billy Medicine they're saying, was. This strain of cannabis is undetectable. Wait, what'd you say? So you're telling me this strain of cannabis is undetectable? That's correct. We're going to spring break next week. Yeah. But no, it's not that. Uh... The uh, main character jokingly rattles off all sorts of slang terms for cocaine, such as booger sugar. Ooh, uh, Super Troopers? No, you've seen that movie. What am I thinking? What? Because <laughs> you said, I forgot the clue at the beginning was you've never seen this movie, but you know for a fact I have. But I know you've seen Super Troopers. Um, you know for a fact I have. Yeah. I'm guessing it's an 80s movie based on... Based on that, um, bachelor party? No. Okay. We see the family dog carrying the limp body of the neighbor's dead rabbit. It's dirty but not bloody, although the sight might upset some viewers sensitive to such material. Hmm. Carrying a dead rabbit? The neighbor's dog. Um, is it uh, Fatal Attraction? It is not. Okay. At least one F word, one S word, one slang sexual term, bang, one slang term using male genitals, dick, one for breast, boobs, 12 asses, one used with whole, eight craps, three dams, two hells, six uses of oh my god, three of god, two each of my god and oh god, and one use of g damn and holy god almighty. Wow. Um, hmm. Huh. Bringing out the dead. No. All right. A stereotypically gay man comes on to the main character and suggestively eats a Twinkie while saying something about it or the main character teasing him. Later in the film, that same man suddenly kisses the main character on the lips and says that it's hot, causing him to open his shirt. Hmm. Um, I will say that it is twice bitten. <laughs> no. All right. We see the main character taking on Emmanuel Lewis in a celebrity boxing match where the small Lewis repeatedly pummels the main character both with gloves and then bare-fisted. He then kicks him several times in the gut or crotch and then jumps down and lands hard on his crotch. He then hits him again before the match is over. Boxing Emmanuel Lewis. <laughs> Emmanuel Lewis, for those of you that don't remember, is uh, TV's Webster. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of, oh, 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 wait a second. That, yeah, I think he was in that movie. That's, that's, oh, it's so hard. Like, I've seen this movie once. I think he was in this one, one of those terrible early 2000s movies. 
Is it Dickie Roberts? Dickie Roberts. Roberts. Dickie <laughs> Roberts, childhood star. Nice. So it did have you a know, it did have a uh, Billy Medicine connection. <laughs> it's the uh, the only clue I had left left was that it should be noted that the uh, main character's catchphrase on a TV show is "This is nucking futs." Oh yeah, so I, first I, letter, I, then you get "This is fucking nuts," <laughs> which is repeated multiple times throughout the film. Like when they point it out, just in case you're like clueless. Mm-hmm. Do you understand the catchphrases are repeated multiple times? Uh, yeah, I would I definitely would have gotten from that if I hadn't remembered Emmanuel Lewis. But yeah, there's. I think Todd Bridges is in that movie. There's a lot of. I think Dustin Diamond. I've seen a little bit of it, but I haven't seen the whole thing. But I, I know you had seen it because you mentioned like the you thought the idea like that Rob Reiner had for a movie idea was kind of neat. Yes, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah the the idea for the movie within that movie is better than the movie. <laughs> Oh, uh, I was like, yeah, uh, David Spade, you should have just made that movie. <laughs> but you yeah. couldn't figure out how to work farts in the script, though. No, but, you know, I'm sure it did. I don't know. I'm sure he made money. <laughs> I doubt Probably. it did well at the box office, but I'm sure that David Spade made money. And that's all I really care about. I just want David Spade to continue to be rich. That's the main goal of this podcast. <laughs> Great. But speaking of, in an effort to continue to keep David Spade in money, Mike, you know, we've been having a lot of fun on the show today, but we would be remiss if we didn't mention that our show is sponsored today and for the next six months by MyBookie. That's correct, Mark. MyBookie.com slash org. (laughs) I believe it's just MyBookie.com, but it is... The is winning se- too, or is it just like a, a website? I believe I don't know if it, I don't know if they have an app. My bookie, do you have an app? We don't. I they probably do because it's twenty twenty, but I don't know. Well, all I know is that the winning season is returning at my bookie, and do you know what the winning season means, Mike? It means doubling your first deposit. Nice, uh, a lady for the first time. You double your first deposit. That's exactly right. And you just eventually just dribble. No, I'm just kidding. I don't uh, know that uh, but winning season means Survivor, Super Contest, and Squares. You ever do the Squares, Mike? Yeah, I like those, but it's kind of difficult to get it together. Like, uh, for example, my current workplace, there's like less than 10 people there. So, I mean, I don't think, uh, unfortunately, not everybody's a gambling addict. Uh, so, I can't get like everybody to do 10 squares, you know? Yeah, see, that's why you need to go to my bookie for to find all the gambling addicts and to be able to get a uh, Squares contest going. And, you know, we're celebrating the NFL season now. I do believe there, from what I've heard, that there will be an NFL season. I don't know exactly how they're going to it work it out. It's the case so far. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, the teams are kind of isolating, not like NBA-type level yet. Right. You know, I haven't even really watched the NBA finals or playoffs. Are you following it at all? No, I'm not. But uh, but I'll t- but Celtics I- but I'll tell you what, I'm going to go to my bookie and uh, and make a deposit, and they will do a dollar for dollar match all the way up to a thousand dollars. Then I'm going to bet on some of those NBA final games. Um, that's pretty sweet because um, I guess the Tigers' odds to win the uh, World Series is like one in three hundred or something crazy like that. Oh, nice! Jump on that. But to win, the, but to win the division is one in one hundred. So I mean, like in this shortened season, I mean, you know how baseball teams go on swings. I mean, mm-hmm. I think even like our team that like had the most losses ever had like a, a nice streak there for a while and since you know it's 
almost a third of the games, you know, maybe a little more than that. Well, there's no maybe about it. I can divide by thirds. <laughs> um, but I mean, still, it's just like, it's crazy because like we're suddenly like back in it now. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't want to go all the way to the casino and like, you know, to put down like $10 against those odds because it's such a waste, you know, and the odds are so low, but I mean, for the comfort of your own home and they double the bet, that's hundred percent worth it. That's completely solves my problem. Absolutely. And I, I'm never going to lose. I'm never going to miss that hundred dollars that I put on my bookie doc or that $10 that I put on my bookie.com betting on the, the tigers. But when it, you know, multiplies into $300,000 then, or however that math works, $3,000 then I'll, uh, no, ten dollars would only be like uh, three million dollars. Only thirty thousand. What the fuck? No. <laughs> well, if you do that, if you go up to, if you go, if you sign up at mybookie.com and make your first deposit and let them match it dollar for dollar, you can also get a free entry into their famed MyBookie Super Contest. To play in the contest, all you have to do is pick five NFL games against the spread and have a chance at winning a hundred thousand dollar guarantee. That's uh, that's not that hard. Five five games against the spread. It's been done many times. Yeah. Uh, the best part. Broken legs. My bookie does not send people to break their legs. That's that's another great part about it. My bookie does not employ thugs. To break your, if you're that guy from uh, uh what is it, Hidden Gems, they're not going to send uh, some dude to sit in a hot uh, like vestibule and then shoot you in the head. Spoiler alerts for inside or so for uh, what's it called, Hidden Gems? Something like that. One of those ironic nicknames. But the best part is, my bookie has thousands of bets to choose from uh, from the full slate of the NFL, we, as we talked about the, the NBA playoffs, from live betting to championship futures, which we talked about with the, the Detroit Tigers. Every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, and collect your cash. Now, we have a promo code, Mike. Our promo code is late fees. That's L-A-T-E-F-E-E-S. If you enter that promo code late fees at mybookie.com, they will double your first deposit. It's an absolute no brainer. Your winning season begins today only at mybookie. You know, uh, I, I once knew a guy who bet on Mr. T and Rocky too. <laughs> and he's he, no longer with us, but I mean, my bookie, they probably have that on there. Yeah, absolutely. And the Washington Generals. And he, fe- he, bet, he bet on the fight in Rocky uh, too and bet against Rocky. <laughs> he was due uh but yeah that's uh that's my boogie.com oh, uh, rocky did lose in rocky one didn't he oh no he, no, he beat, he, uh carl weathers no he did he lost oh did he yeah he loses but he gets the girl that's the the whole thing in rocky one yeah i don't really remember i don't really like the rocky movies that much yeah but uh that is our little promo on with the show we watched uh the boys i finished i'm caught up with the boys did you catch up yet, or did you start season two? Yeah, I'm, I'm fully caught up now. Okay, yeah, me too. So, um, what do you think so far of this second season? See, I like the second season better so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's also because I already know the characters. Like as I've said many times before, I uh, I just hate origin stories. They're just annoying. It's just like, oh, I just want to get into it, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can figure out. I can figure out what's going on without having. Not that they really are overly, you know, uh, 
ridiculous about it on this show. You know, it's not like all like exposition, but I mean, you know, it's the second season. We already know the characters, and you know, I mean, I guess Starlight kind of has like an origin story in the first part, so mm-hmm. I'm not wrong there. But yeah, I just like how we already know the characters and the relationships, and just like you know, here we are. And then there's Stormfront, uh, played by Aya Cash. Uh, she was on a show yeah, that she was on a show that uh, Carol and I used to watch called "You're the Worst." And it, as it turns out, she's the worst in this show. <laughs> she says to the Japanese character as she's choking him to death, "Open your eyes. I like to see the light go out." And then calls him a yellow piece of shit and breaks his neck. Yeah, that was uh, the worst part. Was the racism? Yeah, exactly. It's the hypocrisy. What's funny though, what's funny though is is like people legitimately think like that's worse than like the murdering. Like I, I've seen stuff like, oh, this new character is a racist. I'm like, yeah, but she's murdering people too. That, that's right. pretty bad as well. She also killed 59 people in her pursuit right. of you know choking this uh, this Asian man to death. But she did then also beat a motorist and said she was a hero for killing a black piece of shit like him. I think it's funny. You know what? I mean, honestly, they'll show as as much gore as you possibly want on this show. They crash into a uh, an elephant, not an elephant, a whale, and uh, totally eviscerate it and, and everything. They'll do all kinds of gore, but they won't use the N word. I was like, man, if you really wanna, if you really wanna be bold. Have her say the N word, but she says "black piece of shit" instead. Yeah, maybe she will. Maybe, maybe we'll get Quentin Tarantino's uh, heart uh, full desire, and she'll she'll use that. <laughs> right. Quentin, she's gonna. You think she's gonna survive the rest of the uh, season? Um, I think she'll survive it till the end of the season. She might get killed off at the um at the end of the season, but I think she'll survive to to the end of the season. Oh man, that's knocking futs. <laughs> that's Mike's new catchphrase. Thank For the, those of you that aren't aware, Mike's going to be saying that a lot because that's how catchphrases work. And if you transpose the first letters, it's like I'm accidentally uh, mispronouncing "fucking nuts." Right, exactly. It's like that old joke where somebody says "pobody's nerfect." Great. See, I want to make a hat that says "nobody's perfect." <laughs> She's a pretty dark character, I have to say. And like like you said, I mean, I you know, it's icing on the cake that she apparently is racist as well. Although they're all they're all prejudiced in some way. I mean, Homelander in that uh I think it's the first episode of season 2 where uh the replacement for Elizabeth Shue is going to is gonna bring somebody new into the seven and it's this blind guy like a daredevil type character you know and homelander's like oh i just got one question for you what if somebody does this and then he just fucking ruptures the guy's eardrums and then uh turns to her and says i'm not gonna have some crippled piece of shit in the seven so it's like i mean he's prejudiced too well, he, he really thinks all humans are inferior to him, so he just doesn't like humans at all. Yeah. Um, he, so he, what I don't understand is, I mean, how do we know he's the most powerful one out there? I mean, if Starlight could just blind people at will, I mean, couldn't you, in theory, blind him? And then, you know, when he's blind, uh, well, we all saw what happened to the blind fighter. Right, exactly. You would think, you would think that 
you know, like that the Stormfront character, right? Maybe she's more powerful than him. Yeah, she, she's really. I mean, she can fly like super fast. Like mm-hmm. she, I didn't even realize she could fly until this episode. She's like basically like teleports. She's so fast at flying, and then you know, it's just raining down lightning so much so that she can blow up like you know the walls of this like concrete you know structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she 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 yeah she can uh, f- uh, shoot out Palpatine lightning like uh, force lightning or whatever. And yeah, like I I think we haven't even barely begun to to uh, scratch the surfaces of her powers so yeah i, I don't know that he's just because he's the superman analog i think everyone just kind of assumes he's the most powerful but you I know mean, he can fly he's really strong and tough and can fire laser beams i mean yeah that's pretty powerful but i it's i how do you know really i guess right he's impenetrable to bullets but is he impenetrable to starlight's uh fucking stare or or you know Stormfront's lightning yeah, and Queen uh, Maeve like stands in front of like a speeding vehicle, like in the first episode, and mm-hmm. just like crashes all around her. So, yeah, you know. And who knows how? T- I mean, uh, what's his name? Black Noir. Like a, a bomb goes off like right in his face, and he survives it. That was one of the weirdest. Like one of the weirdest scenes. Black Noir is just a weird character, but uh, black they they in this. I think it's in the third episode, or maybe the fourth episode. Uh, it comes out that Compound V is how the superheroes got their their powers, which we knew already, but now the world knows it. And uh, they they show everyone's reaction to it, and uh, Black Noir is just sitting like on the ground crying. Right, it's weird. Like I want to know more about him as a character. I've actually read a bit, uh, like as to how the comics go and that sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. if they keep it with the comics, it's it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. But, oh, yeah. Okay. It's funny because I was reading like uh like he's obviously like the parallel for Batman, you know. Yeah, right. But it's like this other like thing I was reading. So there's a character named Tech Boy or Tech Man or something like that who's like supposedly Batman and like uh, Iron Man rolled the one. But I don't know. I guess you could say a lot of characters could be a lot of different characters. Mm. Uh, is it just me or is the Deep the the best character on the show? <laughs> just because he's so like just so dumb. I I like how much I like how much they give him to do. I think they of the besides the main ones like Homelander and you know now kind of Stormfront um and then the boys themselves and you know a little bit of Starlight besides those main ones I think they give him the most to do and I like that actor a lot that actor is kind of he's more what I wish Homelander was not necessarily like his characterization or anything but he's a guy that you know looks like a normal like sweet looking guy or whatever like a nice looking guy and he does horrible stuff but he's also like you said just kind of a moron (laughs) homelander comes up and he's like and he's like hey where are they going he's like i'm I'm not sure i was uh i was too busy worried about the fucking whale (laughs) <laughs> he's like killed like so many like uh sea creatures so far um he tried to save that dolphin in the first season he gets hit by a fucking truck yeah, and he just launched it out of the front yeah he's um he yeah he's he's hilarious i like that character a lot i also like the fact that he's becoming this uh world's version of a scientologist yeah, the eagle, the archer guy. He's really funny. I like the actor, and like he's always got a handy fresca. Yeah, I was like, are they sponsored by Fresco? What's going? <laughs> I don't on? think they could be. <laughs> oh my god! But I mean, like the characters in their real life. 
Like there's a bit on one of the later seasons of the office where they have Ryan Howard, the, you know, the first baseman for the Philadelphia Phillies. And the entire time he's there, like he works this phrase, eat fresh into just like daily conversation. <laughs> Cause at the time he was being sponsored by subway. And he says that at some point he's like, uh, yeah, they pay me like a hundred dollars or something. Every time I say eat fresh and cause there's a camera there, it's like he can get paid. That's what it reminded me of. I'm like, are they, is there cameras around? And like Fresca's like, every time you say, every time you offer someone a Fresca, it's 500 bucks. Uh, yeah, but, it, thing is, uh, but yeah, and it's kind of neat when you actually see him when he has the whales attacking the boat that the boys are on, because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, wow, that is kind of actually fearsome, you know, like all these like sharks and shit. Yeah. Like suddenly start hammering the boat. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, like. You can see, like, okay, he actually can do some stuff, you know. If you're if you're on the the sea, I don't know what he does on land at all. But if I you're by, super, I think he's super strong and tough, like the other ones are. Yeah, but if you're if, if you're, you're on, going deep into the ocean, you know those pressures, you definitely have to be very tough. Yeah, that's what well, that's what they say about Aquaman. Like Aquaman's skin is like as strong as Superman's or something like that to withstand that kind of pressure. I don't know, but um. But yeah, it, it, I I like the direction where it's going so far. Um, I, I kind of it's interesting to me that they're bringing this sort of not necessarily a mystery aspect of it, but like you know, is this uh, Stormfront? Is she really Liberty, uh, the superhero oh, from the seventies? And like, if the, she, the voice is identical, obviously. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah. It is. It's kind of an interesting like point. Like, I, I mean, why are they bringing this up? I don't know. But yeah, like I don't know, I don't know exactly what they're going to. It seems like this show is kind of like an onion, so they they keep trying to reveal, uh, you know, new new things. Obviously, when you have a pre-existing IP, you know, sometimes that obviously sometimes that can get old. Um, although I've never, you know, I never read this comic or even really heard of it before the show came out, so that's a, a positive of it. But another positive of it is that you have a blueprint laid out for you. So it's easier to kind of, even if you switch things up and switch things around a little bit, it's easier to build, uh, you know, like foreshadowing and things like that. And to, to know that you have a solid conclusion that you're moving to sometimes when, when things start getting adapted that aren't finished yet, like with the walking dead and game of Thrones, I think sometimes that becomes a detriment because both the walking dead and game of thrones kind of petered out and they both like rushed ahead of where the original, you know, works had already been created. Like they, they weren't finished and they passed the source material that they had. And that's kind of when things fell down. And I think that's, um, I think that's, that's, you know, a problem sometimes, but as far as I know, this, uh, you know, this, uh, graphic novel or, comic book or whatever you want to call it uh run is complete so they have the source material and i think it's i think that's at least one advantage of this i think it's just a bad idea to like you know outpace something that's not you know quite done yet with game of thrones obviously like the writers like uh they said they had like insulted george r, r. martin on some stuff and that mm-hmm. sort of thing it's just like uh it, it i can't imagine like his books are going to be that bad or like poorly like you know constructed right. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I wonder how, I wonder if this makes him more hesitant to, uh, 
like if it, if it's going to take him longer even to publish the uh the new books cuz he's like oh fuck i really got to take my time cuz i i don't want the same kind of backlash that the show had cuz people have been waiting for these books forever yeah a very long time but yeah i uh i like where the things are going so far i do kind of like season 2 i think more than than season 1 like you said everything's sort of established now so we can really just kind of get into you know, the, the meat of things like with, um, butcher and his, uh, Becca, his, his wife, or, well, not really his ex-wife, just his, his wife a- at first, you know, she's on the compound with her son and her and Homelander's son. And at first I was like, I don't know what's going on here. Did she have an affair? And then she got pregnant and she was like, well, fuck it. I got to get hidden away. Did he rape her? You know, like, what is going on? And she does say that he raped her in the in the last episode. Because the whole time I was thinking, like, well, what is the story? Now, I, that she could be lying. I don't I don't know. But she does say that uh, that he raped her. And if that's the case, I mean, that's it's even more insidious what's going on, because her rapist, who's the, also the father of her child, is just invading this area of hers and like terrorizing her life trying to have uh her his son raised the way he wants him to be and all this stuff and that's like that's psychologically that's uh you know that's as dark as pretty much anything that happens in the show yeah uh but yeah i don't know i I don't know if we're gonna get a revelation of that to at least as far as it as far as it seems to me as how they've played this show uh, I think it's. I think they're they're playing it fairly straightforward. So I think when she says that you know he raped her, I think that's basically just what it's going to be. I don't really see a big like shocking like whammy thing because it's M Night Shyamalan's not writing this. See what I think is weird is that clearly nobody in this uh, this world has the superpower of uh, forensic science, right? So, I mean, how could you not tell that Stormfront's the one that destroyed that apartment building? You mm-hmm. know, I mean, there's probably going to be electrical, like you know, scorch marks everywhere. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the one guy is like a telekinetic, but he didn't have the ability to blow shit up like she does. Right. And nobody's got a helicopter over this big battle and filming her, like you know, break his wrist and then you know, choke him to death. I mean, or or they're like, oh, he was choked to death. You couldn't have brought him into justice after you broke his hands off. Right. Yeah. Like, where are the police in this? They exist. We see them on the street sometimes, but what exactly is their job in this world? And, you know, like, do they have, do, do the, do the, the, uh, seven, do they have a crew that comes behind them and cleans stuff up like a corporate cr- crew? Yeah. See, like, or like, even like, you know, like, uh, people like, you know, spitting the story since you know, in the media and stuff, but. That to me is like, see, I'm perfectly okay with like the weird logic of superpowers existing, and mm-hmm. et cetera. But the idea that nobody can piece together that, you know, Homelander has been killing people or, you know, this, you know, that sh- the Stormfront blew this building up or, you know, like I said, like, you know, obviously she killed him after she had, you know, taken away his abilities. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's flat, flat out just murdering people left and right. Nobody even notices. Yeah. Gus Fring himself says that, uh, you know, uh, officially the, uh, what's uh, collateral damage? You know the the um, acceptable collateral damage is, is zero, but uh, unofficially, like off the record, up to thirty three percent. I think he says or something like that. Yeah, that's a lot. 
Yeah, that's 33% of a population is pretty fucking huge. And it's like, if they're frequently, she killed 59 people if for, to go after this one super terrorist, super villain, whatever you want to call him. Um, if they do this on a fairly regular basis, which it seems like they do, then I agree with you. How has no one like, so the boys have, have kind of figured it out. There might be a few people here and there, but I mean, like, there's fucking QAnon, which is ridiculous, is all over fucking Twitter and shit. You're telling me there's not a mass of people that are talking about, oh, these superheroes are really bad people. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. And that that would be a QAnon type quote unquote conspiracy about the superheroes would actually be a really interesting aspect to bring to this show. I'd love to see something yeah, like maybe that. It'll, maybe it'll play out since, you know, it seems like people are more, you know, obviously on the fact that it's a drug rather than like a God given, like, you know, ability. <laughs> right. That child you abort, you aborted might've been super. Oh, right. <laughs> I love, yeah, you could I, tell I when they went to North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> again, again, I just really love the, uh, the actor who plays mother's milk. He does such a mm-hmm. good job. He's just like, most like decent character like obviously in this context he's got something going on but i mean he's like he's like the most like nicest character you could ask for oh absolutely and he he had a really he had some really good character moments in in the this last episode where he was talking about his father and what happened to his father and you know huey seems to think like you know fuck yeah i understand why you're why you're fighting them you know i'm sorry about what they did to your dad and everything and uh mother's milk's response which i think is great is he's like you know he was a man with a disease you know that he passed down to me i'm trying not to pass it down to my kids and it's the this disease of like vengeance you know like just not being satisfied like you know you have to get justice and and stuff like that and you know that's Butcher's got the same disease because he just mm-hmm. drops a group at the you know at the drop of a hat. He's like, okay, I'm going to leave you guys if I find my wife. Bye. Yep, yep, exactly. Yeah, and that's you know I think there's there's a lot of that uh, that theme in this in this show about you know w- what price you know what price is you know does vengeance take on you? Because yeah, even even his wife Becca tells him she goes, you know, I I didn't want to tell you because you would have killed yourself going after Homelander, which is essentially what he's trying. You know, he mm-hmm. basically did what you know she said he would do she goes think about it that you know the fact that i couldn't come to you because i was afraid you do something crazy i mean that says a lot about you yeah yeah exactly it's yeah the, the all of that's very that's the interesting stuff to me is that kind of character stuff oh but that yeah. is uh that's about all i got to say you got anything else you want to tell people um, no, it's just interesting because from what I've read, the comics are just like deliberately made to be as gory and like over the top as possible. So this is like a rare example of like someone making an adaptation that's better than the source material from what mm-hmm. I understand, at least. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's very rare, but nice when it happens. Absolutely. Oh, all right. Well, we will, uh, we will get out of your hair here, but <laughs> go about your, your daily routine again, but we will, uh, we will speak to you next week about the boys. <laughs> 